Welcome back to Rated Radio with your hosts, Rayburn Alexander and Shane Windham. Rayburn, what's going on in your world? Most of you know Texas has been greatly affected by an unfamiliar winter storm. Although a step back into time is often refreshing, I think 30 hours without power will last me a while. But don't take my humor of the situation lightly. I will forever be grateful that I was not more affected during the last week and will be lending a helping hand to those that were. So, other than being able to say in two years, I've survived a global pandemic, numerous natural disasters, countless political movements, and now, Snowpocalypse 2021. So, I'm pretty good. You? Oh, it was a blast, let me tell you. (laughs) Having a kid on top of it was just the best moment of my life. But, all of that aside... I've been working on updating the Pegnote playlist. That's my music guessing game on Spotify. It's now got over 6,000 songs on it, even though there aren't more than five songs per artist. I'm actually hoping to get some feedback from listeners about whether or not I need to make lower difficulty versions and what songs or artists I'm missing. So if you get a chance, put that thing on shuffle, see how it treats you, let me know what you think. I wanted to start us off here with some corrections. Here we go. All right. Hit me. There's not another DeBarge. (laughs) I was thinking of Corona because both groups have hits called Rhythm of the Night. Ah, okay. You mentioned that Saigon Kick song and wanted to mention that I was right about the guitar riff sounding like something else. It's super similar to Pardon Me by Incubus. And then last thing was the arcade bar we mentioned in the last episode is called Free Play Arcade. We (sighs) never got the name out there. Free Play Arcade. So that's where you should be going. Dang, not Ready Player One, and we both fucked that up. Yep. I wasn't paying much attention, but that's always the case. What do you say we roll the intro? I'm cool with it. Here we go. joked about being inspired last week about what this list was going to be because I wanted to do 90s club hits Mm -hmm. because I think that could be a really cool playlist. I'm just worried that we would choose the same damn songs because there aren't that many of them. Uh, What we went with was... Top 10 karaoke songs. Yeah. Why don't you start us off? Yeah. No, No, thanks. I will. But for clarification, I will say I took a page out of Shane's book this week and made my list solely on the stories. Uh, maybe later we'll do another top 10 karaoke songs where it will be actual picks that I want to hear. But until then, sorry about your life. Anyway, my first pick for top 10 karaoke songs is When I Was Your Man by Bruno Mars. This was the first song I sang in karaoke. It was with a group of friends. If you're not including the Andy Milanakis theme song that was recorded with one of Shane's sisters. I say was recorded. Uh, was performed with one of Shane's sisters. Fucking Andy Milanakis. <laughs> I'm just thinking of cooking with Coolio again. Anyway, continue. Uh, but this was the first official song, the Bruno Mars song, that I sang in karaoke as an adult when I actually had a driver's license and was on my own. So this was the first thing that I chose. Um, other than that, it was all right. You? My first pick is Pope Pimp by Do or Die. 
My list is going to be a little strange because I haven't done a lot of official karaoke and I am somebody who plays guitar and piano. So if I play something, it's going to tend to be on an instrument as well. Anyway, I'm rambling. Pope Wait, but, but Shane. Yes. You, you have, you have sang karaoke. Yeah, I have. The I most fan. definitely have. Hmm? The, the fan. The fan? You, you put the mic up to a fan fan for guitar hero oh yeah. i was so fucking confused i was th- <laughs> i was imagining you know when you're a kid and you sing into the fan just to hear your voice oh. warble yeah you sound i was like, like have you been watching home videos again no <laughs> anyway no. pope by do or die is here because of that twist of verse after the second chorus notoriously difficult to keep up with in those days i was routinely asked to pull this entire thing out of thin air when visiting friends in middle school it was how a lot of the more thuggish crowds i ran in were introduced to me and why a pasty fat kid was always welcome to drift freely between cliques of kids who were pretty much always at odds truth is i much preferred taking on entire bone thugs instrumentals even knowing it this verse intimidated me but this was what started fro telling people Shane's not white, he's just got good hair, because we'd been tag-teaming raps for years, and he knew how hard this one was to master. Difficult not to remember that fondly. What's next? Shane be be spitting them verses. I Uh, was quite the rapper at one point. (laughs) (laughs) Next on my list is Rock With You by Michael Jackson. Good song. Um, Yeah, this occurred the same night as the Bruno Mars adventure, but I got cocky, and thought that I would do a song by one of my best friends, my best friend, Blue Sisters, favorite artist. And I when I when I say favorite artist, I mean this woman lives and lived and died by this man. Although she she apparently lived through his death. Anyway, I decided to get cocky and get up there and and uh pull her and another friend up there to sing this song. Of course, me taking the spotlight as always, but forgot that I don't know all the words to this song and made a complete ass out of myself (laughs) by messing up the words. So the only time that Blue Sister Samantha has ever sang karaoke was to save my old stupid ass and jump in to finish this song. And for that, thank you, Samantha. I will forever be grateful. You didn't have the words in front of you or anything? Nope, nope. That's good shit. I I I wish that was on tape. It was so... It was so bad, and she's still she's not one of those that'll put herself in the spotlight. Um, she'll she loves to watch people. She'll be the best hype man ever. But her love for me definitely shone that night because she saved me and probably saved everyone watching the uh, pain of watching me struggle through this song. So it's really fucking with my head. The more I think about it, I don't even remember the verses in that song. All I remember is the chorus See? and it being danceable. Anyway. Well, well, don't get up there and, and sing it because you'll find yourself in a bit of trouble. Well, next for me is The Outside, the live version by Aaron Lewis and Fred Durst. I just really enjoy the way this one uses the high end of my vocal range to such a satisfying degree during the second half. It reminds me of riding around in Corey's blazer, singing songs, but not even being able to hear ourselves over the ridiculously loud sound system and the high amount of wind coming through the open windows. Definitely a snapshot in time for me to a life that I wish still existed in some form, and even though it doesn't, at least I got to live it at some point, 
It's what makes life grand. Yeah. There are a lot of moments from us growing up, not necessarily together, that I wish we could go back to. Even some of the ones that we've gone through together. Being in the same room would be a nice start. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, I um, know. I'm supposed to, this next week, I think, go in for my second round of the vaccine. So really hoping yeah. things start moving faster on that front whatever well, it, it was a it was a um confusing way to say i miss you bud so anyway <laughs> I, I got it i got it what's what's Any, next on your list sappy i know look at me it's the distance i'm telling you anyway next on my list is love is a battlefield by pat benatar shane you have probably heard me sing this on multiple occasions with all the birthday karaoke trips and the the rock band uh, karaoke times, but this is what I would say is a crowd favorite among my very small crowd. If you've seen it, you're welcome. If you haven't, I don't know what to tell you. I really like the song. I know that I'm having trouble placing memory of you singing it. I can see you with a microphone in your hand, but for some <laughs> reason, when I think about Guitar Hero Nights and that sort of thing, what I think about primarily now is... Toby doing metal vocals, our cousin Toby. Our cousin Toby. Doing metal vocals. Yeah. Um, he has been somewhat notorious throughout life with regard to, I think he knows the, the words to most songs. Sometimes he has trouble keeping up or keeping rhythm, but for some reason, when we set him down with metal, he goes balls to the wall on it and <laughs> he can handle himself. Not to completely discount your story. <laughs> No, it's fine. Uh, you probably don't remember it a lot of the time because there was tremendous amounts of alcohol being consumed. There's so always tremendous hope. amounts of alcohol. I get shit constantly because I still care about things that happened in grade school. Yeah. And I'm beginning to think that maybe it's just I don't remember much after those days because <laughs> we drink a lot. <laughs> yeah, we do. But uh, I'll forgive you. My next pick is I'll Make Love to You by Boys to Men. This is an actual karaoke pick. Uh, the first time I went to hang out with Jay, her household was karaokeing, and that is a weird ass fucking word. Karaokeing. I went on Google this morning and made it enunciate karaoke just to make sure we were saying it right. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I played along, jumping in for a few typical alternative tracks like tonics. If you could only see, uh, leading her to conclude that. I would never step up to the mic when she lined me up for this track. Loved seeing the look on her face when I didn't shy away from her challenges. So, wasn't the first time that I've sang Boys to Men in front of people. That takes some balls to sing a song like that in front of a group of people. So, I commend you, sir. Well, thank you. What's your next pick? My next pick is Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses. The first time I ever sang this in karaoke, you were there. I sang it at Joel's on Halloween. And Joel's drunk ass was way too into the fact that I was singing this song on karaoke. How um, do you remember this shit? I, would, I don't remember. Mo anyway. I remember the good stuff, man. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> uh, that was the night that we... Uh, it was... The Halloween party where we all went to, I think, Denny's, and we just straight up left Joel, and he comes waltzing in, literally, as we're getting our food. But it, the thing that I remember most is I think he dressed up like a, like a 70s discoer, like, yeah, you want to talk about some, weird words, discoer. Yeah, cowboy disco vibes, too. Yeah, so he, he showed up, 
And he's so pissed off that we all left him that he sits in a booth by himself just to drink his chocolate milk. So that, that was that night. But anyway, I sang at Joel's on Halloween. Since then, it's kind of become a staple of mine to sing, especially when my dad's around. So what's next on your list? Comfortable by John Mayer or Comfortable. <laughs> comfortable. Uh, I hate that word. Comfortable is what I like to say. And that's what John Mayer says. So Only psychopaths say comfortable. Yeah, there's people who are way too obsessed with enunciation. And I don't know. It's like February is another one. I don't, I don't mind February. Like yeah. Just a silent R for the first one. Anyway, ra- rambling about words. I was asked to play and sing this song on a patio one night by my friend Jenny. She was toasted and kept telling people they had to hear this, that hearing me play it finally taught her what love is. Now, clearly that take was a bit extreme. I'm a mediocre singer at best, but John Mayer really did a great job composing this tune, and it's the sort of thing that's easy to get lost in performing. Doesn't hurt that I relate to every damn word of it as well. Comfortable is a, yeah, it's a staple in my life. So I'm just beginning to think that all John Mayer is a staple in your life, if I usually listen to John Mayer, I usually think of you, so. He's got some tunes that I don't, I don't understand, but they're few and far between. Anyway, what's next for you? Next for me is No Diggity by Blackstreet. (laughs) Um, this was at what I, when I found my place, my karaoke bar. It's called G. Willikers in Arlington. Thank Buddha, Jesus, whoever you believe in, Allah, I don't know. It survived the closure wave of the pandemic. So after everything's settled down a little bit, I look forward to going back. Anyway, imagine a dark, cloudy room because cigarettes were still allowed indoors at this time. See across in the distance a very, very, very drunk group of teachers and me in the distance on stage singing this song and getting those teachers turned the fuck up so i was gonna say you need to go somewhere with this because (laughs) i'm starting to feel like i was in some meditation relaxation thing (laughs) and you're welcome i appreciate the ending a little asmr for for those that that care about that sort of thing so yeah no very 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 i don't know how many times i can say very drunk group of teachers of educators uh getting turnt as i sang this song and a little dirty so you know you know what they say about teachers shane that's a really good recommendation that we should make right now by the way if you're in an office place and you make any sort of decision about events have a karaoke event outside Mm -hmm. of office hours somewhere that is dark and dingy and has cheap drinks Mm -hmm. and just watch everybody get out of their uncomfortable shells and you'll always remember what song did it what the turning page was in that karaoke book and it's going to be a doozy i promise you that someone that you work with is going to sing something ridiculous yep and now i'm now i'm imagining that scene from grandma's boy and now i can't think of anybody else but your wife which it's funny because she is an educator joel and i did a uh show for a bunch of nurses in McKinney. It was at the uh, main building on their square. It was underground. And uh, it would just slowly, people started to get more and more drunk, but they were very separated in the room. Mm -hmm. And then someone got up and sang, Why Don't We Get Drunk and Screw by (laughs) Jimmy Buffett. 
mm-hmm. it was fucking on. The place just immediately looked like the scat lounge. It was so good. I am always so surprised at those selections that you like. Yeah, you you think of like Bohemian Rhapsody or or, or a Journey song or a, a classic song like that, um, like Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond, like stuff like that. And people usually you get a response out of them, but it is those unlikely songs that just tickle me. I think um, I think one of them was a a corn song. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, no, Down With The Sickness, I think, uh, which this can make mentions. There's this guy singing karaoke, and he's, like, getting really, really into it. And it's Down With The Sickness, I think. It's got that wah at the beginning, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. So this guy's like getting really, really lit and and uh, you're thinking he's about to do something and it comes to the wah ah 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 part and he goes, it's like the weakest ever. <laughs> and it just makes me laugh every time I see it. So anyway, it, I think it's one of those goofy videos. Some of the reason that I haven't been to more karaoke things is one, I lived with someone who runs it. You know, and mm-hmm. you get really tired of certain things pretty fast. Like, I don't want to hear someone do Freebird again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like just the, the common tunes really bug me. Anyway, this is not the last time that we will talk about Blackstreet today. Uh, so, but that having been said, my final pick for this first half is I Just Don't Think I'll Ever Get Over You by Colin Hay. This is another song I love to play on guitar while singing. Hearing it is also when I started realizing that my heart wasn't crazy. I'd always heard and believed we fell out of love with people, leaving us able to fall in love with someone new, that it might suck for a while, but we'd get there eventually. I remember all the wishy-washy stuff I went through with my first relationship interfering with my second, thinking maybe I'd just tried moving on too soon. Took a few more heartbreaks to understand I'd been sold a bunch of bullshit. Maybe I'm just not like other people. All I know is that the love I felt for everyone I was seriously involved with continues to be there. It's probably never going away. Figuring out how to really get the hell on with my life once something truly ended was the only thing I needed to figure out. This song helped me get there. Sorry that was so long-winded. There is no apology needed. I'd get told all the time that I say I'm sorry entirely too much, so I don't know where that comes from. Neither do I. I have, I have no idea. But then I, I'm just now realizing I just sounded like kind of a dick. So um, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you didn't. Anyway, okay. let's talk anyway. about DeBarge, shall we? Yeah, the 90s group, DeBarge? That's Corona. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like this pandemic we're living in. Only I much just, preferred that Corona to this Corona. I, I can agree. Anyway, getting on to DeBarge, not a 90s group. The first album that we covered by them was All This Love from 1982. This was my top album. This was my bottom album. Damn, not off to a great start. (laughs) I gave it two fives. I gave it three. My top track is I Like It. Can't Stop. And my bottom track was Life Begins With You. All This Love. All right. So what I want to say about this album is imagine the Jackson 5 vocals set to early Prince level instrumentals. Very 80s. Decent harmonies, but I'm still not a fan of the female vocals. And it definitely gives me 80s makeout vibes. I said it was surprisingly solid, popish, discotheque R&B. I think this may appeal to many people more than it did to me. The problem is 
that much of the vocals feel reminiscent of a choir boy, clean to the point of Christian rock sorts of shiny. Great instrumental work. Memorable bass grooves. Definitely get the MJ vibes. Yeah. Yeah. L. DeBarge for you. Everybody said he was the Michael of the DeBarge group, which for those of you that don't know, like the Jackson 5, DeBarge is made up of the DeBarge family. I think it was three boys and one girl. Four. Four four boys. boys Okay, four boys and one girl. So you will probably hear more similarities between them and the Jackson 5 a little later on. But And this was in no way bad. Bottom album does not mean bad. I genuinely liked this album. There were only eight songs. I gave three fives. The rest were fours, except for a single track that got a three. Oh, I I dished out more threes on this album than you did. I mean, I I liked it. I think it was a a better direction for them as opposed to the other albums that we're going to cover. But I'll say why moving on. Uh, The next album that we covered was In a Special Way from 1983. This was my bottom album. This was my middle pick. I gave it zero fives. Five fives. My top track was Queen of My Heart. A dream. And my bottom track was Need Somebody. Same. That that we can very much agree on. Yeah. And that, um, again, was my only three on this album. No comment. <laughs> oh, you don't have anything to say about it? Okay. No, I do. I do have something to say about it. My no comment was to your one three. I definitely dish out more threes again and even gave out some twos. But what I want to say about this album is, for me, this album lacked direction. It comes across as cheesy, vocals being lackluster. Um, a couple of the highlights that did come out of this album, uh, in my opinion, was the second album on this track, uh, Stay With Me, is sampled by Ashanti and her song Foolish. So if you want to see the comparisons, go and listen to that. And their ninth track on this album, Dream, as Shane mentioned um it's sorry don't leave me now by black street isn't it i actually know it from i ain't mad at you by tupac oh yeah i hadn't thought about that yeah he's he samples uh the the intro to to dream and i mean it's it's pretty subtle but the minute that i heard dream i i thought about i ain't mad at you by tupac so uh yeah if you want to see a little bit of comparisons there too Go ahead and give those a listen as well. I thought this was a decidedly funkier album, but often slower with reliance on a dissonant keyboard foundation. Still, there's something infectious about this group's music. Even if my fives don't seem to reflect as much, this is like if Prince and Michael Jackson formed an R&B boy band. And again, as we made obvious, you may recognize some of these melodies from samples and other songs. Mm-hmm. It's obvious that a lot of prominent musicians who came later really took something away from this CD. And I'd have to agree, I really liked it. The next album that we covered was Rhythm of the Night from 1985. Surprise, surprise, this was my middle pick. My top pick. I gave it two fives. Seven. Oh, wow. It only had nine tracks. Yep. My top track was Who's Holding Donna Now? Same. That's a good song, man. I thought you were going to laugh at me for that No, it's a good one. And bottom track was You Wear It Well. Share My World. Still a good song. I didn't even rate it a three. It got a this four. Album, sorry. I'm going I'm to get this recording at a distance, man. I swear. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> This gave me very Lionel Richie-esque vibes. 
think Lionel Richie, obviously as a as a single artist, not when he was with the Commodores. So, um, what was that that song that he was really really well known for Lionel all night long? Richie. Yeah. Okay. He's so really, all night really long. Well known for a lot of songs. I know, but I'm thinking of all night long. Anyway, imagine all night long like that um, kind of tropical vacationy vibe. Lionel Richie. Anyway, this was a better concept album in my opinion, but. I would say that they should stick to the ballads instead of club mixes. And Elle DeBarge is still my favorite vocalist of the group. Was that actually somebody's name? Yeah, Elle DeBarge. I'm going to go completely against your grain. What I appreciated as far as the vocals go was Bunny. I thought she should have been more prominent in a lot of places. Well, you do love a good female vocalist we have established that so my notes are that this album embraces the 80s so hard it's in danger of feeling like a guilty pleasure Mm. even the cover of the album makes me cringe so hard that i fall in love with the smartest girl in class (laughs) a semblance of the group they were remains too uh, because they did have some upsets between the, that previous album and this one. But a semblance of the group they were remains, giving this a soulful bit of grounding. Uh, this album is downright delightful. And I kind of feel that way about all three of these albums that we covered. I really enjoyed my time with The Barge, and it was <laughs> almost all discovery. I knew maybe three songs by them, and yeah. one of those wasn't even on the albums that we covered. And I think the only thing I knew from them was Rhythm of the Night. Um, And even then, I didn't know it well. But I'll say the Rhythm of the Night album is definitely more fun. It more carefree. I just thought that all this love, maybe it's because it was my first whole introduction of DeBarge. I just really enjoyed it more. But that's not to say that... It was a good album. Yeah, that's not to say that Rhythm of the Night wasn't up there. They were very close in ratings. All this Um, love just had a kind of a plastic feel for me. It was... Like I said, Christian boy band sort of vibes. Like the Partridge family, I guess, mixed with yeah. Michael Jackson or Prince. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can agree there. A little backstory on DeBarge. Uh, a couple notes that I made that I thought was interesting. <laughs> One of which I knew because of my mother. Uh, Janet Jackson eloped with James DeBarge one of the members of DeBarge, but was pressured to divorce by the recording company. Why? I guess it was because she was coming out with her single albums. I think um, Nasty came out, and they didn't want her appeal to be that of a married woman, so they pressured her to divorce him. They are often compared to the Jacksons, comparisons including troubled childhoods. They've gone on to say that their father was a monster, and more similarities. Many of the siblings struggled with addiction, but one thing that I will say that I listed in my things to consider is the weirdest track, Need Somebody, No Direction and Almost Painful. So if you disagree, feel free to comment on this episode. It was my bottom track, so. But again, I gave it a three. I didn't hate it. I didn't give it a one, but that was being generous. I gave it a two. Oh, my notes say that this music makes me feel like the decade I was born into lives on. This really is a great representation of where R&B and funk and a lot of even rock, the interplay, the stuff that was going on in the 80s, it's just there. You can't miss it. I want to say that 
I'm firmly in the camp of DeBarge fandom now. Sounds like if the group Ready for the World adopted some of Cameo's grooviness, you really get this bedroom music with this just shit you can groove to. Great dance music, great lounge music. I I could clean the house to this shit. I I don't know. I I had a very good time listening to DeBarge this week. Okay, I'm going to need you to record yourself vacuuming while listening to Rhythm of the Night. Thank you. That is your assignment for this week. Okay, I don't understand why, but I anyway. just that's a, that's exactly what I imagined in my head when you said that you'd be listening to it around the house. So, uh, I like DeBarge too, and good thing is they have a lot more to offer than just these three albums, so they will be going back in the jar. Yeah. It's it was to the point that I almost went and listened to the albums we didn't cover just because I want to know what's on them. Damn overachiever. That's not happened really with any other listening experience so far, given I've known a lot of the other stuff. Maybe Rush, I kind of wanted to hear more of. Hmm. Don't say that too loudly. You'll summon summon him. I want to summon him. I want to get in person. I want to have him back (laughs) on the show already. Anyway. You say the words Rush or Neil Pert too loudly, he'll come (laughs) slamming through the wall like the (laughs) Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. We're going to... We're gonna do Pink Floyd with him. That that's gonna be my goal. Oh, but well, I'm I'm still uh, holding off on. Well, I say holding off. I'm still holding out hope that we don't get certain artists until certain people come on the show. That sounded stupid. Anyway, I can't we're give gonna, too much away. We're gonna have a guest extravaganza, and we'll just have Austin Codes and your dad on at the same time, and maybe you do- and I will sit it out actually, and we'll just let them do their thing. I was just fixing to ask, do I have to be present for this? Because I don't know that I can handle that much energy in one room. It's like, no. a, like a collapsing star almost. Nobody's forcing you to do this. <laughs> you ready to take a break? Yeah, I'm, I need a break. So am I the only one that feels a little groggy this morning? I got really fucking drunk last night, so no. Damn it. I had a drink and I wish I would have had more. But that's not why I feel groggy. I don't know. It's just maybe because of everything this past week and dealing with, you know, I mean, yeah, we only we had 30 hours of no power, but I'm bringing in firewood and trying to find stuff at the store like bread and shit to feed my my family i'm pretty happy about the insanity if i'm being honest i i can't wait for you know 15 years from now to be able to tell stories about this wild ass year i will say i liked i i didn't even mind the having no power Um, Other people in my house definitely minded it. But for one night that we were without power, it was nice because my parents are staying with us along with my sister. And we just sat in the living room floor and played headbands and had a couple drinks. And I will say if I'm not grateful for anything during that time, it was the uh, not undistracted time spent with my parents and my sister in blue. So yeah, I, I enjoyed it up until 
my mom hates the cold, so she was constantly bitching the entire time. So yes, she does. I could I could have done without that a little. So, but anyway, even when the you, internet was down and shit, I'm just imagining her like with pen and paper writing down her thoughts. I'm gonna tell the world I hate the cold this much, and then I'm gonna tell the world I hated the cold this much. She, she didn't have her phone was dead because nobody listened to me and charged their phones and kept their phones charged trying to be proactive in times like this but she was without a phone the entire time and the minute that she gets internet she blasts all over facebook how everyone that likes the cold can go suck a snowflake and you know all the st stupid things <laughs> about her just bitching about the cold uh, she she weighed it but you know she she was this burrito of a woman and just sat in the corner with this very miserable, pissed off look on her face. Mm -hmm. so if it wasn't anything, it was definitely definitely entertaining. So that was the other thing I forgot. Uh, we we boiled water. We've had mm -hmm. power outages. I had a pipe outside explode yesterday oh, after the freeze. No. I do have the three year old child who wanted to play outside in this shit all mm -hmm. the time. Uh, mm -hmm. To the point where we were afraid to let him. And I'm also living with someone who is extremely pregnant right now. Yeah. This has been a hell of a week, but mm -hmm. we're rambling. Do you yeah. have a song recommendation? I do. My song recommendation is Dela by Johnny Clegg and Savuka. That's Clegg as in C-L-E-G-G. This song, I found out about this song from, believe it or not, George of the Jungle starring Brendan Fraser. Um, and since then, it has really kind of stuck with me, and I still enjoy listening to it today. So, Dela by Johnny Clegg and Savuka. It's a good flick. It's one mm -hmm. of the movies we had to watch in theater. Yeah, because oh, our teacher was that impressed by Brendan's performance in that film. Oh, I'm sure she was impressed by his performance. He's a hottie bow body in that movie. So. He's still a hottie bow body, in my opinion. I love Brendan Fraser. God <laughs> Damn it, I'm p so pissed off because uh, Hollywood blacklisted him. Seriously, completely crushed his career. And for what? Because he reported that he was, what, um, what it, assaulted? He was sexually assaulted. Okay. Seriously? Hollywood? What the fuck? Sorry. I, I kind of just get the feeling that everybody in Hollywood is sexually assaulted at this point. So Not to dismiss anything, because I do think that's very problematic and something that needs looked at. So, mm -hmm. anyway, my song recommendation <laughs> Sorry. is Off the Ground by Anderson Pack. This recommendation is probably going to seem a bit unusual coming from me, but it's a vibe. Think sensual dance track, and you're in the right ballpark. As I finished updating the Pegnote playlist this week, or last week, I should say, <laughs> back when life was good before the winter apocalypse, uh, this song <laughs> kept getting stuck in my head, and I just want to share it with people because no one's ever shared it with me. I just stumbled upon it and really like it. Plug. Right. I actually have two. Well, make it snappy. One of, okay. One of which uh, is Smash and Bash in Fort Worth. Uh, this is a rage room, also a paint room. Just for sake of uh, promoting myself, I made a video of Blue and I attending one of these rage rooms. Completely uh, safe. I did much needed homework ahead of time. And the way that they had their, um, th their sanitation 
protocols, things like that. Anyway, I approved. So we went to a rage room at Smash and Bash and decided to document the whole thing. And I posted it on YouTube. So for those of you that want to see my fat ass destroy printers and pianos, feel free to enjoy. But what about this is snappy? I know. I'm trying to hurry. Uh, (laughs) I also watched a movie called Willy's Wonderland on my Instagram story. I pretty much documented the entire journey. So it is a Five Nights at Freddy's knockoff starring Nicolas Cage. And you know what? I don't need to say any more. Check out Willy's Wonderland. Uh, If you get pissed off about watching it, let me know. If not, you're welcome. I'm done now. Go ahead. (laughs) Let me apologize. I know there are listeners out there who think that I am a massive asshole to you. And that's because they don't understand that I don't go around knocking you and telling you how to behave and trying to keep you in line, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I just know we have to wrangle each other. So I try to joke about it. And then I'm laughing at myself. Dad, listen, it's okay. Yeah. So I have two plugs of sorts as well this week, and this is how you make it snappy. Oh, fuck you. (laughs) So first recommendation is a self-plug. It's the Banter Bar YouTube show because it has officially launched. That's a show where I rate adult beverages and answer random questions with my brother-in-law, Joseph. It's been a lot of ridiculous fun so far. I'm still feeling the pain from last night. And it will only be getting wilder once we start having guests on. I also wanted to mention that the Semi-Friendly podcast has begun releasing live footage of their episodes on YouTube. So if you're ever there, be sure to subscribe to both of our channels. That's all I've got. Shall we move on to the immaculately indomitable Tech 9? I would say yes, but apparently that's not snappy enough. So uh, I'm just going to grunt from now on. Fail. That joke did not land. I give it zero out of ten stars. Why don't we both shut the fuck up and move on? Yeah, we're not making a whole lot of sense. Here we come, Tech 9. Hold on to your boots. I'm going to let you take the reins on this one, considering that this is your boy. So the hardest part of this was picking three albums. I was not extremely partial on the ones that I picked either. I tried to give a range of dates. So we've got one from 06, one from 2011, and one from 2018. First album was Ever Ready from 2006. This was my bottom album. This was my top album. I gave it 10 fives. I gave it five fives. My top track was The Beast. My top track was No Can Do. Genuinely surprised right now. Bottom track. I would love to know. I'm sorry. I just. Me. Damn it. What? I keep fucking stepping over you and it pisses me off. Lord. Sorry. Some anger management classes. Yeah. The hell. (laughs) I even like said that away from the mic too. No, Uh, I always expect something like Caribou, you know, I don't know. That's okay. That was my way of trying to give you a compliment. Anyway, my bottom track was Hood Connection. Enter Ever Ready, Hood Connection. They're both skits. They didn't do it for me. Word. I thought this album had great sound and great flows, recognizable voice and style, but the album's plagued by bloat 
and personal versus concentrated around what it's like to be in the rap industry, which is not relatable in most places. Uh, People won't always be able to get on board with it. But this album is fun, dark, strange, at times corny, memorable as hell, but hit or miss. And I just want to say that E-40 verse, though. Yeah? Yeah. And Jelly Sickle? Holy shit. Well, uh, you know I'm a fan of Decorn because this is my top album. I would say in comparison, which you cannot compare him to really anybody, uh, this album sounded like Eminem, Bone Thugs, Insane, Clown Posse, Outkast, and Bone Crusher all rolled in a ball. Um, I feel like that's half of the rap artists that you know. (laughs) Fuck you. That is not true, you dick. (laughs) What an asshole. You know what? He got listeners, he is an asshole. That was an asshole-ish thing. Yes, it was. Do not let him make you think that he's not. But it was funny. Anyway, says you. Anyway, what I want to say about Tech Nine on this album is he's extremely talented lyrically, fast as hell. The first time I ever heard him, I compared him to Twista and Busta Rhymes. Definitely, definitely can show up those artists. Uh, he's creative with his beat inspirations. I got like 70s vibes, 70s R&B vibes, uh, even some earlier stuff and some some 90s in there too. So yeah, that's I like this album. He did good job. <clears throat> My fucking throat. Next album we covered. Hey, don't you be hating. The next album we covered was all sixes and sevens from 2011. This was my middle album. This is my bottom album. I gave it 12 fives. I gave it four fives. My top track was Worldwide Choppers. My top track was Pornographic. (laughs) What? Nothing. My bottom track was the Angry Caller skit. My bottom track, any of the skits. And I will say, this album has too many skits. Too many middle-of-the-road collabs. Appearances by Yellow Wolf, Buster Rhymes, Kendrick Lamar, B.O.B., Twista, Lil Wayne, and T-Pain, and many others. I think that a lot of the collabs were a little lackluster with such big names. And starting off the album, it sounded like Ludacris and Tupac. Okay. That's what I said. I said, it's still too lyrically niche at times, makes this hard to connect with emotionally in places, and some choruses are mediocre. But the sound, melodies, production, and vocal skill are all top-notch. I loved the guest spots. I think the skits are overkill. Also enjoy that he's still embracing his dark side this far into his career. I think a lot of people anticipated that he would stop doing that and move to just a more mainstream sound, and he has yet to do that. Uh, Great music for a night drive. This album had really, really strong fives for me. Okay. Last album we covered was Planet from 2018. This was my top album. This fell in the middle for me. I gave it 12 fives. I gave it three fives. Top track is We Won't Go Quietly. Same. Bottom track was Brightfall Confession. Same. Another skit. Yep. Thoughts? Uh, He loves to add a sci-fi technology theme to his albums, at least in these three that we've kind of covered. I would say that this album was still lacked a little bit of his classic sound, uh, trying to stay relevant to younger artists crowds today slightly abandons chopper style and uh chopper style rapping is fast-paced rapping or rhyming that uh was founded i think in the midwest so i just think he loses a bit of his identity 
and what made him more well-known in this album. Couldn't disagree more. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, You're the expert here, remember? There's there's consistency in everything here. That first album we covered, he is really well-known for that album. It's obvious mm-hmm. why. I get why anyone would choose it as a top pick. Uh, I've always been really into his darker, more emotional songs. That having been said, this album, Planet, is more of what I love, minus all but a single skit. Worth pointing out, because there are 19 tracks here, and only one of them is a skit. Tech has grown. The production here is incredible. While it's still got a few weak spots, that this guy puts out as much music as he does, at the pace he does, while still hitting so many homers, is to be applauded. I'm sorry, this album is killer. No need for apologies. What I wanted to listeners to consider is, in my opinion, his strongest element is his obviously his chopper style of rapping. Uh, my first and best experience was being introduced to Worldwide Choppers by Shane. <laughs> We've told this story on the podcast before, but I think we were talking about Busto or Twista, and you were like, you think they're fast. Let me show you this. And you showed us Worldwide Choppers. And it still, was, I remember. It was verses, not necessarily the rappers themselves. And Worldwide Choppers, for those of you who haven't heard it, it's one of the most amazing rap songs you're ever going to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I didn't choose it for the All Sixes and Sevens album because Pornographic was so different and you laughed at my selection. It's just, but, I hear the intro every time someone says it. I know the song really well. I like the song. It's more... Uh, there's a there's someone on his label his name is Chris Calico and I think you should listen to Chris Calico if you like tech but if you like a song like pornographic you're going to love Chris Calico who I think that he would do well collaborating with I would love him to collaborate with Diantwood did I say it right I'm done correcting you <laughs> you can't I can, ne- I can never remember fuck it anyway I think that they would be good together. And I really, really, really would love to see what that sounds like or hear what that sounds like. A couple of notes on tech. He's very interested in the supernatural. He co-founded Strange Magic Label in 1999 and wrote the Kansas City Chiefs anthem, Red Kingdom. So if you haven't heard it, listen to it because that is also a banger. A huge Kansas City fan. Featured appearances on shows The Hills, My Super Sweet 16, Dark Angel, and Wild and Out. So, yeah. Anyway, anything from you? Oh, yeah. Uh, if, if you've never heard Tech 9 know that we say rap, but his genre does have more rock vibes than you're probably used to in rap. Uh, the, the guys worked with just about everyone. As far as related samples, uh, he uses, he has a song called I'm a Player that samples Falco's Rock Me Amadeus. The music video for Dwam and Fragile, I'm going to put on the mentions playlist so you can see just how much range this guy has. Dwam is a high party sensibility song and Fragile's much more thoughtful, emotionally evocative. And I want I want people to know that he has that range. It's not a one note artist. The album art for the Killer album is a Thriller knockoff. <laughs> I, yes, I, it is. Oh my god! I love the look of that. It's him in a straight jacket, right? Yep. Yeah, I saw that, and I was just like, no, he did not. So he's got a good sense of humor. For better or worse, his music makes me feel like the weekend just rolled around. It's not just that you're going to party. Uh, sometimes you are down from the week. 
sometimes you're agitated and frustrated and it's it's just a very there's a lot of release in his music i think which is why the lyrics you can't relate to in certain places stand out so much is because you relate so much to a lot of it you know that when you don't it it really is obvious more so than with someone like eminem Mm -hmm. and i i relate pretty heavily to his music too but one thing that i forgot to mention is on ever the ever ready album there's a song called welcome to the midwest uh if you don't think that what 60s crooner and rap go well together listen to this song because it samples sway by dean martin so yeah that was interesting their label is strange music and they definitely make some strange music there are some tracks and places on some of his albums where they have almost created their own language uh, where they try to rap like cavemen there's so so there he has a fairly broad and dependable bag of tricks you could easily tire of his style if you take on too much of his music at once but it's rare to find someone who succeeds even when he isn't rapping at speeds it should be illegal so enjoy this artist in moderation what was the name of the label again strange music is it strange music music i thought it was strange magic strange music oh Fuck my my information. I don't. They know say it all over the about. place too. If you watch a music video by anyone on the label, they they do strange music right at the very end every time. Okay, well it's strange music, not strange magic. So just ignore me. So it should be obvious. Based, I didn't go with some of my favorite albums because they're double disc or mm-hmm. they have some of them are collaboration albums, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he had a. A lot more music than DeBarge did as far as tracks go. Obviously, Tech 9 took my win for the week, but I think you came slightly closer and your averages are usually what you go by. Who won for you this week? Do you want to take a guess? I think it's DeBarge just because of the skits. No, Tech took it. Really? Mm -hmm. Um, It was was close with Tech's number of skits and his number of tracks and DeBarge's least amount of tracks but still the average was greater in te- on tech um if it would have been exactly i would have given it to tech anyway because i gave him over triple the amount of fives that i gave to barge so tech took it for me this week i can't emphasize this enough this is one of those weeks i don't really feel like there was a loser yeah this was nope. this was a great week for listening if you've never heard to barge definitely go give them a shot and if you haven't heard tech 9 what fucking rock are you living under? <laughs> Live a little. The thing that I was most thankful for this week is the fact that it inter- introduced me to two new artists for me. I mean, like I said, I knew one song basically from each artist, but hadn't had the chance to even dive in to any of what else they have to offer. So I'm thankful for that and definitely enjoyed listening this week. So I can't wait to see what more they have to offer. And I will probably be playing Ever Ready on repeat for the next two weeks. So if you need me, that's where I'll be. She likes that club music. For me, I know we didn't cover it, but if you want a great theme album, more Halloween vibes, mm-hmm. uh, he's got an album out called KOD. It's King of Darkness. That's my shit. All right. Anyway, let us move on to the second half of our karaoke songs list. And once again, I will let you start us off. All right. My first pick for the second half of our list is Just a Girl by No Doubt. Basically, I sang it like Gwen Stefani. I got a compliment. That's why it makes this list. Moving on. (laughs) 
Okay. Sixth pick for me is Bother by Stone Sour. Sometimes life's going to knock you so far backward that you end up way behind your old self. After things went south when I was living in Granbury, I wound up back in the trailer I once planned on killing myself in. Only now, there were even more people living there. I had no personal space, no job, my car wasn't even running properly. I remember spending hours in the back bathroom learning to play this song from start to finish. It was a small victory I clung to while waiting on the next opportunity to show up. Never did play this one in front of anyone though because it used to remind me of part of my circumstances I never wanted to revisit. Having hung in there though, now it just reminds me of how far I've come with the help of every wonderful person who's taken a chance on me. So if you ever get to hear me play Bother by Stone Sour, that's a day I look forward to. Mm. There was nothing nice. fast about that, snappy about that. Well, you know, I'm going to be the better person and not comment, so... <laughs> Next song. I'm, give, I'm giving faces right now and you can't see it. That's <laughs> right. You're a better person. What's your next pick? Next pick for me is Criminal by Fiona Apple. Throwback to when we covered Fiona Apple, I mentioned on the episode that I've probably sung this song in karaoke more times than I can count. Yeah, and apparently watched the music video thinking that you were seeing my mom's secret tapes. Yep, I'm so glad that that comment has stuck with you. I just re-listened to the episode. So. What'd you listen? What'd you re-listen to it for? I'm going back through all the episodes because I have to give you a big list of shirt oh, yeah, phrases. That's right. that's right. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a blast. Yeah, I'm sure it has. Yeah, it's just a crowd favorite. I get my friends requesting that I sing this, so I'm known for singing this song in karaoke. That's it. What's your next pick? Yeah, I, I want to clarify mm -hmm. something. Okay. You talk about having a small crowd, a small group of people that you're around or whatnot, mm -hmm. and then you go on to say things like uh, it's a fan favorite or a crowd favorite. And it's it, my crowd it, favorite. It sounds off, but what I want to say about that is you are what I would consider someone who is more of a karaoke regular. Like There's a bar <laughs> you like to go to where there are a bunch of strangers and stuff that you get into this frenzy of karaoke with and so i think your crowd is quite a bit larger than just the social aspect of who you're used to hanging around so mm -hmm. when she says fan favorite if you're like a family member or something then it hears it and you're like i don't ever remember asking her to do this or that it's it's because the people at the bar definitely know her for that sort of thing i'm going to disagree i was trying to give you a compliment i know but I, I, i'm just i'm disagreeing because i don't get anybody at the bar requesting that i sing anything okay nobody nobody knows me as necessarily a regular i do not go to karaoke unless it's with my very small group of people and my very small group or my crowd is the one that usually controls what I sing throughout the night. And this is one that usually will make the list just for clarification purposes. All right. I was just yeah. trying to give some sort of take over here because I don't ever remember putting a song down on a list for you to sing. So, Well, maybe you're not a part of my crowd. Jim. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> we don't on. go to we don't go to enough karaoke together because of because of the distance, but usually my crowd will consist of Samantha and Toby and Blue. I don't like doing it because I don't want to spend $8,000 on beer. 
That's usually what it is. I don't want to spend... I remember when I was not drinking, but I still wanted the non-alcoholics. I remember spending like $5 on each bottle of old duels at one of those places you like to go. Yeah. No. All right. That's cool. Next pick for me. Yeah. Moving on. My next pick is I'll Be by Edwin McCain. Dee and I used to karaoke this song together quite a bit. Considering our voices are very different, I think this one's probably a good fit for most male voices. People still seem to enjoy hearing it too, even though it's a sappy love song. Not the -the over-the-top entertainment you hope for in a karaoke pick, uh, but this one definitely helps. And if you've got a lady friend that you're trying to impress, maybe use this one. You say I'll be by Edwin McCain, and all I can think of is... I, I don't think we've mentioned her name on the podcast before, but our cousin Toby's wife. Heather? Yeah, Heather, yes. I can't hear that song and not think of her because it is Why? one... When, when we play the music guessing game, she is always like lightning ah. to get. So it, it just... That song always reminds me of her. So you'll you'll definitely woo her if, if you want to sing that song. Curious. Right, well, maybe I got to stop singing this song. <laughs> <laughs> You trying to covet your cousin's wife? No, ma'am. Okay. (laughs) Nothing wrong with Heather. Nothing wrong at all. That is my cousin's wife. (laughs) Okay. There's no winning this. Why do you ask me shit like this? What's your next pick? I like to put you in a box where you can't escape. Yes, you're trying Um, to put me in my cousin's wife's box. Anyway, moving on to my next pick. It's Woman's Worth by Alicia Keys. Um... I would say that I enjoy being in the spotlight. That may be a stretch to say. Uh, grow, <laughs> growing up, that's my a, mom... the least stretchy thing of all fucking time. This is my story time. When I'm not there you. and you're recording, do you actually put a spotlight on yourself? No. Okay. I'm going to turn off this light right now. <laughs> Continue. It's a, de- it's a desk lamp, but I don't, I'm not putting it on <laughs> So I literally oh, thought no. about going, oh, I don't no. know if you can hear this. Could you hear that? Yeah. Yeah, that's a desk lamp. It's not on myself. Anyway, interrupting my story. Uh, growing up, my mom used to have me, my brother, and my sister. Mainly me and my brother, because my sister kind of shied away from the spotlight growing up. Uh, perform songs, anything from uh, Kelly Osborne to Alicia Keys, things of that nature. Dancing, singing. Uh, my brother was not performing Alicia Keys. He had his own he had his own playlist. Anyway. Listeners, go ahead and leave a like on this YouTube video if you're listening on YouTube and you've heard this story before. Shane. We have you covered can go Alicia to hell. Keys. <laughs> anyway, I we were up at my spot. Um, I brought my mom and Blue Sister. We had kind of a girls' night and I sang this song for my mom the night that she doesn't remember get getting hit on. Uh, my mom was so naive to the fact that she was getting hit on so much so that she this guy was saying that me and my mom look like we could be sisters and yeah no mom no she was so smitten with that comment so much so that she decided to tell the man our entire life story including where i grew up and i'm very surprised she did not share my social security number and i had to be the bearer of bad news by telling her mom he's hitting on you so hey come on mom maybe the dude had good intentions oh i'm sure he had plenty of intentions it's funny as hell to me by the way the notion that you would go to a bar hit on a married woman end up hearing her entire life story and nothing happens <laughs> dude you just go home alone you can ask samantha and the dude cry sat while at you're our... jerking it remembering her life story the dude it's sat at our table story. 
for 45 minutes listening to my mom tell her her and my whole life story. I just could not believe my mom was, I guess, entertaining this guy, having no inkling that he had ulterior motives. See, and this is why people don't trust you with girls' nights, because... It's supposed to be a girl's night, and you let random dudes come sit at a table for 45 minutes. Not me. I was trying to get rid of them. But my mom kept being like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm her mom. I'm not her sister. And I'm just like, bitch. Get it <laughs> to fucking gather. I'm so glad that story actually went somewhere other than just, I used to sing this in front of my mom when I was a little kid. Very happy about that. It was you're a compliment welcome. if you you're welcome. can't catch it. My next pick is Crash Into Me by the Dave Matthews Band. A younger me wouldn't have believed it, but this song is a panty dropper. If you've got a guitar, learn how to perform it. Maybe you won't have to hit on married women in bars for 45 minutes. I don't know how I feel about that comment because I have that song stored in my memory associated with you for a different reason. Yep. And now all I'm going to think about is the fact that you consider it a panty dropper. Yeah. I have a feeling you already knew that. So Anyway, my next pick. Whatever. Is... You love me. You wish we weren't family. You're just Fuck like you. you're just like just your brother. Stink shit. I'm just like my brother. Oh, when he said the <laughs> Have we talked about this on the podcast? No, I wasn't going to actually go there. Speaking of my brother, not that anyone cares. Congratulations to him and his now fiance Cassie on their engagement. Yeah. I hadn't had a chance to broadcast it out to everyone uh with everything going on, but my brother decided to propose this past week trying to make a a good memory out of something shitty and he decided to propose to his girlfriend Cassie, who is the mother to my niece, and they will be getting married. So congratulations you guys. Cassie, welcome to the uh, the shit show that I call my family. For the record, you asked for it. I was born into it. So way to go, Logan. She seems like a really wonderful person from what I know of her. So couldn't be more happy for you. And no, I'm not I'm not going to tarnish this uh this you already good did. news. You, you made it about yourself already. Are you uh <laughs> Are you going to tell a song or a story or something? Sure, yeah. Uh, well, I haven't even said my next pick yet. Are we moving on or am I telling the story? Yeah, I'm done. Crash into okay. me, Dave Matthews Band, Panty Dropper. Get a guitar, okay. learn how to play it. Good to go. Got it. All right. My next pick is Don't Stop Believing by Journey because I could not be more basic. This song I performed very badly with my Uncle Jeff, who's not really my uncle. Growing up, we had aunts and uncles that weren't really our aunts and uncles. Shane, I think you remember Jeff. Jeff and Don. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Recently, I say recently, probably about, I don't know, recently before all everything got too crazy. I performed this with him and I had never performed any karaoke with him. So that was an experience within itself. That's it. Oh, okay. I'm not a good storyteller. I don't you're, fucking know. <laughs> you're fine. I will say there was a point in time where I didn't think I would love that song again the way that I did when I first heard it and played it the fuck out. But I've now watched The Sopranos in its entirety. And the very ending of that show goes alongside this song. And it's one of my favorite endings in a show ever. So, yeah, I stand behind your pick. You are the minority in that regard. You are aware of that, right? That people like 
Don't Stop Believing by Journey? No, that people liked the ending of The Sopranos. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> just just making sure you understand that. Yeah, completely. And there are plenty of endings like that or that people think are like that, which are horrible, that I absolutely hate. I like endings that have, what am I thinking of? It's, uh, uh, I keep wanting to say Benicio Del Toro, and that's an actor. It's a film director who, he did Pan's Labyrinth. It's Benicio del Toro. All of all of his films have a like Lost Boys theme, mm-hmm. and what you never think about with regard to the Lost Boys and Peter Pan in general is there's a fantasy element on top of tragedy. So you really have this: is it a happy ending? Is it a sad ending? Things are slightly ambiguous. I know people disagree. Whatever. Okay. okay. You're next. Set the fire to the third bar by Snow mm-hmm. Patrol and Martha Wainwright. My good friend Amanda asked me to help her record some karaoke covers a decade or so ago now. I obliged. The one duet she'd chosen was this song, a song I'd never heard before she asked me to sing it with her. I'm still really happy with the result, too, especially considering I didn't know what the original sounded like when recording. I believe our version's listenable on the video section of my website, shanewindham.com. Definitely a nice duet track for karaoke nights. My last pick is Picture by Kid Rock featuring Sheryl Crow. I have had many a drunken duet with Toby, or as we call him, Buskis. That's my brother-in-law. He is always down to sing a karaoke duet with me, and I am extremely thankful that I have him when it comes to these karaoke nights. Don't get me wrong, Samantha and Blue are, are decent hype men, but having Toby get up there with me and sing the stupidest shit, including Love is an Open Door from Frozen, which he butchered and I will never forgive him for. This is my favorite duet with Toby. So, Toby, thank you for always staying up on those late drunken nights with me and singing karaoke. Why didn't Toby karaoke with me? Because you don't like to pay for overpriced drinks. Good call. (laughs) Does he, uh, if you go out to bars and stuff, does he stay awake the whole time? He does. He doesn't fall asleep in the middle of the shindig if he's out in public? No, he does not. See, the the way that it gets him is if it's in someone's dwelling or his own, yeah, he'll just crash anywhere. But if we're out and about, he'll stay up till all hours of the night. So the trick is to get him out and about. And we were just talking recently about how much we missed going to karaoke together. Uh, So hopefully once everything gets better and people start actually doing what they're supposed to do, uh, we'll we'll make it out there again one day. And that question was not to knock you, Toby. I'm actually quite jealous of your ability to just fall asleep so many (laughs) times in life. I would love if I didn't have to be in a dark room with a fan on and like a pillow over my head. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Completely comfortable. So that would be nice. I love watching him practically break his neck when he falls asleep in a chaos-filled room. Oh, God, it's one of the funniest things I I think I've ever seen. Anyway, your last pick? Stroking by Clarence Carter. (laughs) Come on. It's a karaoke list. How could this not be on there? I'm pretty sure we've been over this. Nothing brings my fun side out like this song when it comes to karaoke. Highly recommended for those who are trying to get the party started. Oh, shit, say. Shane. Yeah. That's a good pick. Mm. Makes me want to... <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. Anyway, yeah. thanks for sticking around through our list. You sounded very happy that listeners stuck around. 
Thanks for sticking around. I am very happy. Sorry you had to listen to the shit show of an episode this was. <laughs> no apologies, Rayburn. No apologies. <laughs> so let's see what we're going to be dealing with next time. Yeah. And I'm thinking we might have an extra surprise coming later down the line. Not too much later, so stick with us. From Teasing. our listener jam jar is... I'm scared. It's from Samantha. Oh, shit. Can like you I go haven't ahead and sing Samantha's praises? We love Samantha. Yes, 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 we do. I think I've established that this whole episode, and given her high praise. With a recommendation that I don't honestly know that I've ever heard a single song by. It's Metric. Oh, damn. Okay, she's going to be so happy. Stay I tuned. I think you have. I think you have. Metric. Nope. Don't know what it is. And then from our own jam jar... Give it a good shake. And Alan Jackson. <laughs> oh, my God. Shane. <laughs> I'm Samantha. I I can't even. I feel like I'm being fought for in a custody battle by Samantha and Blue. So it's been a month or two since we've listened to a country artist. And uh, then there's one that listeners, if you have no idea who they are, I don't either. Stick around and we will go through this together. Alan Jackson and Metric. Let's go ahead and spoil the surprise. Uh, in the next few weeks, we're going to give the listeners another special. Yeah. What do you say, Rayburn? Are you I, down I get for a that? I get a choice? No, I just want to know how you feel about it. Oh, I'm excited about it. I literally was thinking the other day that it's probably time that we do another special. And I don't know about you, but I got some ideas. I'm open to hearing them. <laughs> okay. That's my way of tentatively saying I might let her pick the special. <laughs> Did you hear that? Uh, might let me pick the special. Come on. I've got to listen to whatever metric is and Alan Jackson. You're not going to be disappointed. The little the little that I've heard from metric, I really do not think it's going to be a Timmy T situation all over again. Trust me. I'm going to let you pick all of these albums. I will probably be a... Uh, be meeting with some people to see their recommendation. <laughs> I'm not well versed in these artists either. Okay. Okay. That's going to do it for this week. Hit up our playlist to hear all the songs we talk about. Get our full ratings, t-shirts, and bonus episodes at teespring.com slash rated radio. Guide what we listen to by suggesting new artists for our jam jar. You can even send us voice messages on Facebook for a shot at being on the show. Your support really is what makes or breaks us. So thank you for listening and sharing. And until next time, fill your world with music. Peace. That was a good one. <laughs> Are you sold on that one? Are you solid? No. I was trying Peace. to think of something. I was trying to think of something for Tech Nine. Oh, I got it. And when in doubt, become a worldwide chopper. I still don't know that we're solid, Raven. What the fuck do you want me to say, Shane? Goodbye. Eat a dick. Mm -hmm.